The following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. And welcome to a brand new episode of the Two Point Conversation Football Talk for Fans by Fans right here on the network at BICBP-radio.com. My name is Matt Johnson, one of your hosts and alongside with me as always for the film room, Mr. Brian Finch. Brian, happy Super Bowl week. How are you? be better if my team was in the Super Bowl. Yeah. You know... They would have had to win one more time. So I know. There's no guarantee there. No. I mean, retrospectively, I think the Bills do match up pretty well against the Bengals, but I think. But here we are. Who knows? Bengals, we, Bengals we really are, don't. They're an enigma. Can't figure them out. Dude. Like, looking back at this season, like, isn't it, like, suck? I think I, who did I, have the, I might have had this conversation with you or somebody. No, it was somebody else. It was another show. Doesn't it suck that our teams have had like this plan in place to like rebuild, get better, get to the top of the food chain? And then there's the Bengals <laughs> who right, you're following me. All right, the Bengals and I'm not ta- I don't want to take anything away from the Bengals success this year cuz we've I think me and Brian are very very happy. Surprised, but we're happy. Um and they draft Jamar Chase, and everything's good. Yeah, they're all they're just amazing. And and they top five their way into the Super Bowl back to back picks in consecutive draft years of picking in the top five. Obviously, getting the quarterback with the first one is huge. Yeah, and then Jamar Chase with this one is obviously just as huge because it makes Joe Burrow that much more lethal. It's basically like this, Matt. If the Jaguars. <laughs> I can't believe I'm going to oh say my, this. Oh my god! If no. the if the Jaguars draft blah 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 wide receiver, right? That that ends up being the next superstar, right? Then the Jaguars find themselves in the Super Bowl next year. Like that's what just happened with the Bengals. Doug Peterson, now, man. Oh Jesus! It to but to the Bengals' credit, it's a lot to do with they spent a ton. They had a ton of cap space and they used it. Uh, did they? Well, they got they got more to come. <laughs> they have so much. Cap they have more to come, but I'm I mean, they, terrified of the Bengals they, right now. They signed a whole bunch of people, and then yeah, they got the the rookie contracts, which is helping everything. Literally three of is it? Well, I, mean, like I, said, I think we talked about it before. Joe Mixon's due for an extension soon, unless he already signed one. He would have to sign one this off season, right? Yes. Which he's probably going to go for a good rate. He had a really good year. They'll sign him. I think. But like, right? You're. Top three pieces, Burrow, Chase, Higgins, rookie contracts. Yep. Yeah, and Higgins is a second-round pick, so he's even cheaper. Right. <laughs> I mean, uh, it's it's crazy. Yeah. It really goes to show you that there's really no perfect blueprint to the Super Bowl. Very true. Into, like, football greatness. There's no perfect blueprint. There's only one unifying factor. You need to have the quarterback. Yeah. Because 
even in the the brightest of spotlights like San Francisco playing in the NFC Championship, quite obvious that if they had a Stafford instead of a Garoppolo, they'd be in the playoffs right now. That's, I mean, it's entirely possible. There, yeah. There's a lot of factors that went into that loss. Jimmy G, obviously, you know, he didn't help. No. He didn't help. He didn't help. He was him a big. He was a. Playoffs. He was a big piece the, of them getting there. I think he the played safe football. He played safe football. Yeah, but um, but but you're right. You're absolutely right. And I think that's this is the fun of what this season. Right? We talked about it at in the off season. We had all those shuffling pieces, mm-hmm. salary caps being adjusted and lowered. So you have a bunch of free agents who can't be resigned. Um, guys getting signed on one and two year deals. Yep. Really good players on one and two year deals. Just to kind of give them a home and, and get through this salary cap nightmare. Uh and the season turned out the way it did. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 almost beautiful in a way. I'm glad the season was un, as unpredictable as it was. Mm-hmm. Because I think it reinforces what we talked about in the offseason, how everybody can be good yeah. this year, right? More than half of the AFC, well, way more than half of the AFC, with the exception of three teams probably, were in the playoff hunt until week 16. Yeah. The the competency uh, at the offensive play calling, I think, around the league is at a different level than we've seen before and in my personal opinion, it's got a lot to do with the college game being brought into the pro game, and it's it's speeding things up. It's making oh, things 100%. easier. It's way faster. Understanding how to utilize space and and u- utilize your dynamic athletes in, in new and creative ways. Debo Samuel, case in point, yes, Shanahan is up an upper echelon offensive mind. Um, Mike McDaniel's today obviously got hired, um, or it seems like he's going to be hired. Did they make it official for Miami? Yes, he's all good. He's okay. all good. Yep. They haven't announced a press conference. So I was like, man, did so did he pull out? Did he take a Josh McDaniels and pull out? You like it? We're back to it's our seltzer. It's not bad. Game. Yeah. It's not bad, but you are right. It kind of tastes like nothing. Do you want do you want a sip? Let's see. Yes, this. we're sharing we're sharing Rona. Beverage. Yeah. I oh, don't say that. I'm going on a vacation <laughs> in two weeks. Does it taste is that more flavor than your yours? No, it's very carbonated, watery taste. I don't taste carbonation forward. though. There's no carbonation. It's yeah. just, is this expired? <laughs> if it just, I don't know. Let me grab a new can here. This, this is not crafting and drafting. No. But, ooh, October 2021. Are you serious? Well, I mean, it's wait, wait. it's a Best Buy. Yeah. So it is, it's a few months. A few months. It's five months. <laughs> you trying to kill me? <laughs> They sold it at Rite Aid. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> Give me that fucking can. I got to take a picture of this. This is going on record. My bad. All right. What were we talking about before we? We're, we're talking about the creative minds in the NFL and the way that it's trending. That these offensive coordinators that are becoming head coaches are very good at utilizing these above-average athletes. I mean, to be completely honest, <laughs> it's you know what doesn't go bad. Steel reserve. <laughs> yeah, because it starts bad. So it doesn't have anywhere to go. <laughs> uh, how's your tongue? Is your tongue recovered from it? I feel great. From the burning sensation you said it was giving you? No, that was the old English. You know? Oh, the old English. My that man. hurt. That hurt. Uh, 
so the wide receivers too is another thing I've been thinking about. Wide receivers. I mean, we just talked about a little bit of the Bengals, but yeah, and and Debo Samuel. Just there's all these very dynamic, explosive wide receivers coming out of college, and yeah. these head coaches and OCs are figuring out how to use them way to way, and it creates explosive plays that are unmatched. Like honestly, Debo Samuel. I'm thinking about him. Like, have we ever seen anybody in his second year? be used the way that he was just used. Now, Cordell Patterson at the same time this year was being used in the same role. But, I mean, overall, right. a but legit wideout being used in, in the backfield. Why? Because I, he's that good. I, I really don't know if we have. I mean, I, there's probably names that are just escaping us at the moment. But, obviously, it's not to that magnitude Yeah, that they are, you know, everything's kind of pan out the yeah. way that it has. I mean, you can think of, like, Primetime was so good. Deion, Deion Sanders was so good right. that they wanted to put him in. They put him out. on offense yeah. and defense. Yeah, they did utilize him in a couple different situations. So, uh, yeah, but you start to see that replicated a little bit. But yeah. but you're right. You know, offense is um, a lot more fun. We all we've we know that the rules are a little bit more uh, beneficial to offenses. There's no doubt about it. But the offensive game planning is. I don't think it, this is the most creative it's ever been. Mm-hmm. Scheming, all that stuff. Uh, and we, you know, we certainly seen that. Uh, you know, we certainly seen that in, in, all throughout this season. And even, you know, obviously, there's some. There, we have some very fun offensive minds that came into that are going into the Super Bowl, right? Zach Taylor, you know, off, right? He's an offensive guy. Yeah, he comes off of the same tree that Sean McVay comes off of. That's, That's a Shanahan tree, right? No, it's the, uh, Mike. It, it's all the Gruden. It's the Jay Gruden. Oh, it's Jay tree. Gruden. It's a weird. It's a weird tree That's a because terrible tree to well, have. he wasn't good, but you you got McVay. You've got um, uh, the one we just said, uh, Zach Taylor. Uh, you also have Kyle Shanahan, Lafleur. Oh, Lafleur. That's too. what it was. That's mm-hmm. Lafleur was the third. That's right. Yeah, I forget about it's, that. It's and then Mike McDaniel's today or yesterday or whatever with uh, the Dolphins. Yeah, is another one. Wow, good for Jake Gruden. <laughs> good for, I don't know. <laughs> I think he's coaching in college. I think is he? I think. Yikes! Or he's the USFL coach, and we just don't. know. What do they? <sighs> yeah. Oh, that would be exciting. I, I am I am a little excited for USFL. Sure. Why not? But um, but we're going to go all out today, ladies and gentlemen, viewers, watchers of the show. We are going to watch a ton of game film. We got three and three, so we're going to do three plays each. Myself and Brian, uh, we we just stuck. We just picked the team and stuck with it. And I know last week. We did a lot of Bengals and Rams because they won. While this week's a big surprise, we're going to do a lot more Bengals and Rams. Uh, I we each have two offensive plays for our respective teams as well as a defensive look. Uh, but we just want to preview just some of the aspects of these teams that are working so well and why they are, you know, I guess why they are here, why they are where they are at. Yeah. Um, so we won't waste any time. All right, this is the most film study we've done in a single episode, so we know there's a lot that entails with that. So let's uh, let's hop into this thing. Uh, I would, and we didn't like use rec- like not just recent stuff. Well, Brian wisely chose some recent <laughs> stuff, but um, I, I went back a little myself. ways. I explained myself. <laughs> it's because I couldn't find anything super exciting throughout the Rams season. Right, solid wins, no crazy wins, and Stafford was just this all year round like which is awesome because Stafford's never done that Stafford kept giving you the peaks in the valleys the peaks in the valleys and as a Lions fan I could only imagine how they made you feel week in week out because you knew you had a superstar but then just 
given talent around him and other circumstances, he just could never just find a level and not drop too far. Right. And that's what he did this year, which was so fun to see because when Stafford's playing well, he's having fun and he's one of the the easiest guys to root for. It's the most I, oh for sure. It's one of the you know easy you know most I think I've seen him smile in football yeah. ever, which is really nice to yep. see. Um, Megatron's like, <laughs> if only I was a few years younger. I know I could have got out with still you. Come back with his diagonal fingers and stuff. Does, does he have some bad ones? I think he has some oh, pretty bad ones. Um, but all right, yeah. So let's hop into it, everybody. Uh, we're gonna go back to week two. So we'll, we'll go through the Bengals stuff, then we'll go through the Rams stuff. Okay. Um, let's go back to week two. It's the Bengals and the Bears. Uh, actually, I think both the games that I picked for our study, the, the Bengals actually ended up losing. <laughs> but that's okay. It, it, I think it, what it shows is that they they still did consistent stuff. They didn't lose their game plan. I, I'm gonna go with that route. Okay. This is the big Andy Dalton revenge game. Where Andy Dalton actually got hurt and Justin Fields took over at <laughs> the end of the, but but Andy Dalton did get revenge on his Bengals. We had no idea what they were looking at at this time, but uh, yeah, Joe Burrow's not having his best day. Seventeen to twenty-eight, hundred and fifty-eight yards, zero touchdowns, three interceptions, four minutes forty-seven seconds left in this game. But what I wanted to look at here is that the Bengals, we know that they're a, I mean. Balance, I don't think is the correct word, but they're good at everything. Mm-hmm. Yep. If that makes sense, there's not like it's it's. I mean, I guess in a sense it is it is balanced, but they're really good at everything. But where the Bengals' strength to me is is when they go everybody wide, five wide. All right, uh, we're yeah, we, like I said, we're looking at four minutes forty seven seconds left. If you want to go check this out, Bengals versus Bears week two highlights, ten minutes thirteen seconds into the video. Um, but the Bengals' strength to me is when they're five wide. Because they have so much talent, and they know who to put in. They're not putting in fourth string, uh, you know, wide receivers. They're putting in their stars. They're putting in their three star wide receivers. Tyler Boyd is a star, ladies and gentlemen. Mm-hmm. They're putting in their running back, who's a star, and their tight end, C.J. Azuma, who I don't believe we're going to have for the Super Bowl. But regardless, he he's. Damn good. This is, like, I think, one of his big, bigger games. Single-handedly won me a few uh, fantasy matches. Yeah, he's not. Jacksonville was his breakout game. Excuse me. That was a couple weeks late into the season. But um, what we're looking at here, uh, like I said, the, the Bengals are down. It's 3-20. to 20. There's there's short time left. and uh, But I wanted to look into this because, again, that their strength is their five, is their, when they go everybody wide. Because it, it when you're defense, who do you double up? Who do you cover? When you're that star-studded, you know, you really can't just double cover one person. You're creating a lot of one-on-one coverage, which one-on-one matchups, which is what a pass-happy team like the Bengals, you know, likes to see. Oh, yeah, yeah. You're playing right into their hands. In in a way, but, I mean, what else are you supposed to do? Right. There's literally nothing you can do, yeah. um, which is, you know, absolutely incredible. So, uh, so what I wanted to do, let's take a watch of this play, watch and a listen. And uh, we'll start to break this thing down. Watch Joe Mixon help out and pass for right there. Boom. Just get a piece of the edge. Burrow looking deep for Chase. And Chase makes the adjustment. And Chase will walk in for his second touchdown of the season. 42 yards. Now, this is before we even know 
Jamar Chase was good. That's the fun in this video. Yeah, this is before we even knew Jamar Chase was that good. But this this quick strike, you know, this this ability to strike in big play value. And listen, they're going up against the Rams secondary, which is no not no slouch is not no no it is no slouch. But there's been a lot of times this year where I've seen Jalen Ramsey getting burned, getting sure. beat. It's a recipe for disaster for the Rams if if their pass rush can't get to Joe Burrow. That's the important factor in this. But Jalen Ramsey, I've I've seen Jalen Ramsey chasing t- dudes down from scoring touchdowns more times this year than I think I've ever seen. Yeah, right. Tom Brady threw his last professional touchdown, you know, touchdown last touchdown as a pro against Jalen Ramsey. There's been several times this year watching, and Jalen Ramsey's just like, has his hands up, you know, he's getting beat. All right, but this is before we really knew that the superstar that Jamar Chase was. All right, so what we have here: our scenario, our scheming, formation, all that jazz. The um, the Bengals are in one personnel. All right, they do have a tight end out there on the field, and it is Yuzuma. They are shotgun, and it's empty backfield. All right, so they got um, three on the left side, two on the right hand side, and the Bears are in a base like four three defense. Um. Well, yeah, I guess. Yeah, four three. Sorry, the expired beers make my vision blurry. Uh, <laughs> four three cover two, uh, and looks like we got some man coverage. So Jamar Chase and I believe that's T Higgins at the top are uh, have man coverage in everybody else's zone. Tyler Boyd's got a little bit of room in between Zuma and uh, Mixon is lined up on the right hand side, and uh, there's a little bit of breathing room there. So all right, so let's uh, let's get this play underway. Uh, they even show the little arrow line thing. Uh, Joe Mixon's job here is to give a little, just a little chip block and kind of go out for a, for a quick dump pass. All right, pushes him a little bit. All right, good separation. Jamar Chase is down here at the bottom of the screen. All right, he's gone. There's a couple different routes here. Uh, I think at this point, Joe Burrow, even though we don't know it yet, but Joe Burrow is very very comfortable with his chemistry with. Jamar Chase. Uh, Chase has already essentially ran a burn route. We got, I think this is Tyler, I believe this is Tyler Boyd right about here at the, let's call it the 42 yard line. He's going to run a little uh, inside kind of cross route. So he could, I mean, it's 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 a potential first down there, but uh, Burrow, you know, obviously there's still time to win this thing. Uh, almost five minutes left, a little bit less than five minutes. He's going for the big shot. and But this is the big, the the big play. Um, you know, situation that that Joe Burrow has in this connection. I really like the way that that Jamar Chase kind of caught this thing too. All right, so he's got a safety on him and a cornerback. Uh, safety kind of playing. He's off a little bit, but Jamar Chase. It's a go route. It's a nine, nine route go route. He kind of comes in and then he goes. I don't know if this is on purpose or what, but it was just so wise by Jamar Chase. If he catches this thing just going straight. He's probably getting tackled. You got to go up there. You don't want to waste time. You know, you don't want to waste time out. But you might have to burn at, at some point, you know, just to kind of just conserve time and get this thing back on track. Um, you know, you might have to do that. I like the way that Jamar Chase kind of runs inside, takes this thing and takes it to the house. Of course, it does help that the Bears defenders uh, bump into each other. But this is one of the most important facets of this team is that deep ball ability. And I'm sure you're going to get it with Matthew Stafford. Um, or if you're not today, we've 
done it, at least in some points. Yeah. Him, his connection with Cooper Cup is, you know, I think very comparable to what Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase have. Sure. All right. So I really like this, again, little chip. And it looks like Joe Burrow's not even, like, making too many reads. He knows he wants Jamar Chase. He's got a one-on-one matchup, essentially, with uh, with some defensive backs kind of just, you know, playing back. They know that what Jamar Chase is capable of. Yeah, he looks. he's looking straight ahead and to the right basically the entire time and just trust his guy to make that catch. Yeah, I think Burrow threw him open on that one. Yeah. I think he led him away from coverage. That's, you know, and I, I, that's kind of what I'm gathering as yeah. well. And it's just, yeah, it's 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 well done. There's a couple, like, there's a couple nice little options. Yazuma uh, and Mixon here for a little check down stuff, and that's that, I think that's a, a very smart thing to have. How many we've done? Watched a lot of plays this year where offensive coordinators are not leaving an ability to help their to to have their quarterback dump the ball off and stay protected. Yeah, either you have to throw it out of bounds, you know what I mean, or, or take a hit. I love the I love the you have to. I feel like every play you should have you should have a check down option so your quarterback doesn't get his shit rocked that's just me but there you go big playability i know there's not a whole lot of skill to it but this is the fet this is this is what the bengals offense is big plays deep plays and bam into the end zone they did not win the game unfortunately but um but jamar chase is is king it's basically what i'm getting at i wonder if they uh motion mixing out before the snap does it give you anything before the play? Nah. No, he. I think he's standing there. He's standing there. It doesn't look like anybody was motioned. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Get that little chip on the edge. Because I just wanted to see. Because I mean, Burrow throws this like he knows that it's single high, man to man. You know, right. that's a confidence throw where like I'm not worried about you know anyone drifting into a zone that I don't predict. So right. I think too. I know. No, there's still like a plenty of time to pull off a comeback here. But I think at this point, it's just like we got to do something, yeah. right? I got to take a chance. But again, this is this is short. This is before we knew that Jamar Chase was the superstar that you know we all know him as now. So that was the first play that I really wanted to get. And this is a repetitive thing. This isn't just this isn't just Joe Burrow versus the in Jamar Chase versus the Bears. This has been every single game. Yeah. Jamar Chase, I think he was 1,700-something yards, I think he had receiving this year, or total offense. Some disgusting number. He had more in that in, in this one season than a lot of like top-name wide receivers had in the first two, yep. which is like which is absolutely incredible. So um, so that is play number one. That is offensive play number one. Now, I want to do passing. I want to do rushing. That's part of the game plan, what we want to do today. This one, this game still drives me absolutely insane because uh, it is one that the Bengals should have won. But um, but regardless, this is Bengals and Packers. All right, they are down twenty-two to fourteen. This is the big miss kicks game. All right, McPherson and uh, and Mason Crosby just missing field goals back and forth, back and forth. It was it was pretty bad. Not not Evan, Evan McPherson's uh, best game. Let's just say that. But uh, yeah, we are looking at yeah three minutes thirty four seconds left in the fourth quarter. Bengals want to tie this thing up, take it to overtime, and they actually do off of this play. But, Joe, again, Joe Mixon, this has been a breakout year for him. We've talked a lot about him and what he brings to the table, what he can do for this team. And finally, um, finally, defenses don't just, you know, they they have to respect the pass game Yeah. on top of the run. Uh, and we're looking at the, the way that this, this play is schemed. We're going to play it in just a moment. But, you know, 
the the Packers here are are well prepared to defend the pass. And Joe Mixon has this really, really good awareness, shiftiness in a sense. It's not clean. It's not Le'Veon Bell clean, but an awareness to, okay, see something. Okay, it's not going good and adjust himself. He did that on another run we covered earlier this season too. Uh, but let's look at it. This is the uh, – this would be – it, it's not the game-tying touchdown. They do, do go for a two-point conversion after this. But, um, but yeah, we'll go from oh, – it, it sets all this up. So, again, second and one on the uh, Packers' eight-yard line. Yep, eight-yard line. Again, three minutes, 34 seconds left. It is 12 minutes, 54 seconds into the Packers versus Bengals Week 5 highlights video on YouTube if you want to watch the original. All right, here we go. Second down and one. It's mixing. Cuts to the outside. Into the end zone for a Bengals touchdown. All right. So, I mean, look, again, this this they're playing back the zone cover, which is, I guess, is kind of wise if you're maybe expecting a run. Maybe not, but again, they are. This team is this Green Bay Packers team has a lot of defenders back, and we know how dangerous a guy like Joe Mixon can be in open space. Yeah, and we see it here. We see it here. Uh, he actually he runs up the gut. I guess we, we can break it down. We actually, break it down. He runs up the gut and, and veers off to the right hand side for a for a touchdown. Uh, the situation is this: the Bengals are an eleven personnel single back deuce slot. All right, we have a tight end on the left-hand side. Or no, excuse me, the right-hand side. My apologies. Uh, And the Packers look to be in like a 46 defense. It looks to be. Um, With a cover one guy back in the end zone, and they're playing playing zone coverage. Um, So, yeah, so let's uh, let's start to break this thing down. It's it's really, I mean, it's quite simplistic, but, you know, the run complements the pass. The pass complements the run. I can't, you know. I think it's. I feel like it's been a while since we've t- seen a team that is just so good in in both these facets. That's basically what I'm trying to get at, right? Some of the top teams over the last couple of years, um, you know, your Bills, yeah, right, amazing, incredible, talented receivers, great passing game. But a lack of a run game to count. It's bad. What? The the run game's bad. Oh, okay. I thought everybody like, I'm like what? Sh- no, I'm shaking my head like Okay. I don't want to talk about it. It's, it's bad. bad. Singletary started to emerge at the end of the year, but uh it could still be better. Sure. Gotta have some juice. <laughs> yeah. Gotta have a little bit of juice. So does this so does this Corona Celtic could use a little, a little I'm never gonna let you lift this down. <laughs> You know, I'm. I'm this nor- tastes like TV static. I, I'm nor- <laughs> <sighs> What flavor you got there? It's uh, white snow. It's it's. <laughs> uh, but you know, Kansas the City fruit's not that bad. I can't believe you bought this shit new, like today. Yeah. They got me. They got you. Got bamboozled. Yep. Um, the Chiefs, right? The Chiefs, incredible passing game. Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, Michael Hardman, uh, so many different pieces. Yeah. But their run game, and they and they know it too. They've tried to fix it 
over the last they've two tried. seasons, they've tried to fix it. They've tried. They first drafted Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Didn't do it. Nope. Then they were like, well, our offensive line actually could use some tweaking. So they did. And it helped a little bit. But the running backs still kind of go bleh. Right. The Titans. Titans were, I mean, the Titans had a decent passing, okay, but everything revolved around the run. Colts this year, everything revolved around the run. Um, some of the other top teams I'm trying to think about. Uh, Patriots, very run heavy. And they weren't even really that great in that facet. Yeah. Uh, the Bengals were, great. I think, great in both facets. It all complements each other. Um, so, yeah, so we get uh, these uh, these linebackers kind of come in a little bit. All right, They, they create congestion at, at the line, which actually ends up working in the Bengals' favor. These linebackers are playing up. All right, they come up, and Joe Burrow... Uh, looks to be running up the gut, and we have our our uh, these cornerbacks over here. They're still drawn back by our wide receivers. They're not even close to making this play. Uh, we have a we have an extra cornerback here and a uh, a safety playing back here in the end zone, uh, who are could make the play, but this this run you know this this fake run straight up the gut has has brought an all these Packers defenders forward and made things just, um, you know, it, it just congested. It, it sucked up, it soaked up defenders, basically what I'm saying. All right, and look at this shit, this, I mean, it wasn't pretty, it wasn't clean, but it was this little, like, gallop <laughs> move that Joe Mixon did to, to shuffle to the right-hand side. And even, like, these guys are so, soaked up. These cornerbacks, again, not even close. These guys are playing up a little bit. Our safety has come up um, just a tad. All right, and Mixon has all the open space in the world. He he jukes out this guy, and he picks up a block, and he's in the end zone. <clears throat> and this is the danger. This is what Joe Mixon can bring to the table, that versatility. And it's really cool because, I mean, he, yeah, he's, a, he's a, you know, a really good running back, but they use him in their five wide sets yeah. too. So he's that. He's, he's just he's that good. Yeah, that highlight shows exactly what is his, his, probably his best attribute. Which is making one on one guy miss. Yes. If you're one on one with Mixon, you're normally not going to make the play. 100%. You know, and that's an important feature to have as a running back. You they have, have a lot of guys to do it. We did a couple weeks ago when they played against the Titans, right? Uh, it was a short little like screen pass to Jamar Chase, who had open space and just tore it up for like 60 something yards. Yep. And. You know, Joe Mixon's obviously a running back who can do that. He he knew. I mean, Jesus Christ! If you know Trent Richardson, six, seven years ago, he's running right up the middle, and he's oh, what happened? He is desperately <laughs> trying to hit that sliver of a hole for sure. He's like, oh, the line didn't create a space for me. Uh, why am I broke? Uh, and then Joe Mixon, <laughs> Joe Mixon shuffles to the right, and and he he finds the open space and goes. There are so many running backs that just run up the middle and just try to force it, and it's not. I mean, it's a second and one. I mean, you understand that logic for a little bit, but Mm -hmm. but Joe Mixon sees uh, blood in the water, and he goes. Uh, It's it's really really cool. A good push by the offensive line. I got to give him a lot a lot of credit on there. Um, I think that's Azuma who got a nice who opened up like that right hand side for him. But uh, but yeah, pay dirt touchdown, and uh, Bengals should have won that game. All right. So that is my final offensive play for the Bengals. All right, they're a very well, very well off team. Their offense, you know, while the offensive line isn't perfect, this offense skill positions can hang 
with the Rams. All right, the Rams got a good pass rush. Yeah. But Joe Mixon is shifty enough to move as need be. Yeah. While Aaron Donald's clogging up, you know, taking on three blockers this upcoming weekend, uh, you know, up the gut, Joe Mixon can shift, go to the outside, and take off. Right. It's it's a very fun matchup in that aspect that with those wide receivers and being able to spread the, the field like that, you can't bring seven guys into the box. You literally can't afford to. No. So you have to learn to play in either you commit 100% to playing in your base, which for them I believe is a, a nickel. So they're playing in their four two five, which is, you know, better at the pass game, but it definitely can leave some holes in the run game. And they may just have to stick with it. They may have to, you know, the Rams may just have to deal with the fact of we're going to bring four, and if we get to them, cool. If we don't, then don't. Because Joe Burrow, uh, just like so many other great quarterbacks, the rule is don't blitz him. Do <laughs> not kill you. Do not do it because he will find that guy, and it will be too easy. So, yeah. So, yeah. So that's that. Now to the defensive side of things. We picked a nice pass defense. This is from a guy who was a rec- reclamation project. Chidobe Awuzie. All right. This guy spent four four seasons in Dallas. Mm-hmm. Um not very uh not very uh, not a very fruitful run in Dallas. Gets picked up in free agency this year and had some of the most brilliant and beautiful interceptions that I've seen. All right, he is healthy. He did have an injury scare, I think, uh, about a month or so ago. He's back. He's healthy, and he's making plays. But uh, this is, a, you know, an important facet. I'm not sure where Owuzi's got me playing off of. I, I'd imagine maybe they try to, you know, put him on Cooper Cup. He's he's made some spectacular grabs. Yeah, I don't know. It, right, their cornerbacks aren't. I can't aside from Owuzi just because he has a cool name. I can't name too many. Oh, uh, Hilton. Uh, Mike Hilton, I yeah. think, is a cornerback as well. Um, but I imagine, you know, you're going to see him covered, you know, going into basically man coverage. That's what he's gotten some of his biggest interceptions of. He had two interceptions this year, and they were both in stride with the receiver, which I really enjoyed. It's a, it's one of the few times that I feel really confident in a player. Um, Chidobe was one of the guys that I had circled back in his draft year as a guy that, for my bills, I was like, man, I – I would love to have him as the Bills. And then I had a friend at work who's a diehard Cowboys fan, and I knew at the time, I'm like, you guys, and I nailed the, me and Ryan, we both nailed the pick from. It was hilarious. I was like, <laughs> you you, you need a cornerback, Chidobe Awuzie, uh out of Colorado State. I believe it's Colorado State or just Colorado. Maybe it's just Colorado. Uh, Colorado, yep. There we go. Uh, he is at his best when he's allowed to play physical. Yeah. So if these refs let them play, he'll have a good game. He'll respond well because that's the only way he can hang with guys. He's not the most fleet of foot. He's not the the, the shiftiest. He doesn't have the most loose hips as far as a cornerback. Turning and running isn't his attribute. He can do it. But if he can get his hands in there, if he's allowed to play physical, like most of us I think would prefer, Yeah. Um. Then yeah, he he can hang in there. Actually, all these—that's how they won in the uh, AFC Championship. Uh, we should maybe watch that film someday. Just exactly how they, like I did it a little bit last week, but like really look at the all twenty-two like, for sure. I'm like there's a hold, there's a hold, that's a hold. <laughs> I know that. You, you I think that's right. what happened. 
Yeah, it probably definitely happened. Um, you know, we got our off season coming up. We're gonna it's it's gonna be a nice nice way for us to kind of get ahead and learn so many extra things. Mm-hmm. I'm actually really excited for our off season. So, um, so for our visual watchers, our audio listeners, Jadobia Woozy is number twenty two. He's on. I believe that's Devonte. It's gonna be Devonte Adams. Tall order. Yep. Let's uh, let's watch this play. Watch and listen to this play, and we'll all come back and break it down. Rodgers rolling right on first down. Fires downfield looking for Devontae Adams. It is picked off by Awuzie. He takes it back across midfield and finally brought down at the Green Bay 43-yard line. All right. So, again, both of his INTs this year were in stride. I think he had one against the... I can't remember who his second one was against. Um, let me double check. I want to say the Ravens. Let's see. Interceptions. Uh, week third. No, it was against the Chargers. We covered it. Herbert threw like a dart, and he picked it off in stride. Okay. And we did cover it. My apologies. Um, that was a couple months ago, I think, at this point. Um, but what we're looking at here from a uh, formation scheme-wise, the uh, Packers and 11 personnel shotgun doubles. All right, we got uh, two wide receivers on the right-hand side, and we got, I believe that's two on the left-hand side. Could be, it's got to be, no, excuse me, it's got to be a tight end on the left-hand side. And uh, the Bengals are in 4-3 cover two zone. There's no man coverage here. There's no man coverage here at all. Um, but they're covered in zone. And this, I mean, every, you can see everybody on screen. Uh, it's not a bad. It's it's pretty good positioning. The uh, Packers are at the 40, Bengals 47-yard line. All right, so let's take a look at this. Um, again, Woozy is the big guy the, the who we're really focusing on here. He's playing back. He's probably playing five or so yards off the line of scrimmage. But he's t- Devontae Adams is his guy. All right. If he, listen, if he's covering Devontae Adams, they're going to put him on Cooper Cup this weekend. Um, at least at some point. Yeah. So uh, here we go. Uh, the Bengals defense, uh, defensive line does a really good job of getting through the, the, the Packers offensive line, which we knew was it was decent. It, not the same without David Bakhtiari, and they had some other injuries to their guys. Yeah. But they did a really good job of flushing uh, Aaron Rodgers out of the pocket. Really, really good job. They couldn't get him. All right, Rodgers has some uh, some elusiveness to him. But uh, but yeah, once that starts to break down, all right, these guys are these Bengals defenders are on these you know these Packers guys really really tight. All right, Devontae Adams starts to run downfield and a woozy is right there on him. A little touch. It's 50-50. It's 50-50 touch. And it's just a, uh, I mean, how could you not? It's Devontae Adams. Yeah. One-on-one coverage. Why the hell not? And uh, it's it's pretty clean. All right? The, it, little, I, mean, I wouldn't call it a push-off. I just think it's a natural reaction to what they were going. And Woozy just picks it off in stride. All right, picks it off right next to him. Just has the uh, just has the better angle on it and takes it back. He takes it back to uh, to the round to technically the well. I think it's the Packers, uh, like forty seven yard line. 
All right, and this is like this is what they're gonna have to do. The passing game is elite for the Rams. It's elite. Yeah, that's what you know. They have a good run game with Cam Akers and such, but their passing game is elite. Uh, that's why they brought Matthew Stafford in. If they're passing, you know, if they're they want to be a pass happy offense, that's that's what it is. If if it wasn't, they'd still have Jared Goff. All right, so shotgun snap. Woozy got, you know, staying ahead, staying ahead, staying ahead pretty close. Guards Devontae Adams right by the first down line. Everybody else pretty well covered, um, except I think that might be Aaron Jones right about there in the middle, um, who's like a little safety valve. That might, either Jones or Dylan. His thighs look pretty big. It's uh, It could be Dylan. <laughs> um, but, yeah, Woozy just, just stays with the man. And, again, just there's the ball coming in. Devontae Adams think he ha- thinks he has it. Yeah. And Woozy just snatches it. Man, dude is good. He found his he found his rhythm here in Cincinnati. Very happy for redemption redemption stories like that. Um guy's been an important factor mm-hmm. of where this team is. And, I, and granted, I get the Bengals don't win they don't win this game. But it's it's a you know, it, he's been a very important factor, whether you know, in coverage, everything. Yeah. Um, for what he means to this Bengals team. Yeah, I think if Rodgers were to talk about that play. There's a few regrets on his part for sure, um, because I, if he if he gets out of the pocket and plants his feet instead of doing the the on the one foot classic Aaron Rodgers air it air it out, he can actually drive that ball and Devontae had positioned himself for the back shoulder. Yes, and Rodgers passes an acre and it goes inside. And Trudobi's inside, which is the best he could do at that time. Sometimes that's what corners have to do. You just have to make the best of the situation because it, there's very few times that you're winning as a cornerback. Right. You're at, it, you're hoping for a stalemate as a cornerback. That's all you really want, you know, because you start off the play from snapping. You're you're backpedaling while that dude's staring you straight in the eyes, trying to take your soul. Right. We <laughs> talked about cornerback is a very difficult position to play. It's you have to the match most physically challenging, I think. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, to, you have to cover guy for. I mean, obviously, depending on time and position stuff, for as many plays as you have to. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to yeah, mentally, it's exhausting. You have mm-hmm. to be there if a guy cuts on you. You know, if you get burned all the time, uh, you know, it's a wrap. Your career is done. You are not going to get signed again. Uh, you have to be able to match these guys. You have to stay on these guys. You have to, you know, evade, know what's coming as far as route running goes. Yeah. And he's just found put himself in very, very good positions uh, this year. That was phenomenal effort on his part. Because, oh, yeah. Because there's, uh, for all reasons, you know, Adam should have just won the route 100% on him. Because when he hits that, that curl on the double move to, before he takes it back upfield, Woozy is a step behind, yeah. so he's got every right to you know just lose that rep and move on to the next. But he stays in, keeps battling, makes sure he makes the best of the situation, and he makes Rodgers have to make a tough throw, whether or not he's well protected. Which you know, Bengals got good pressure on that one. He had to escape the pocket, even if he's in a good pocket. That's a tough throw, yeah, because of the way the position that Woozy made him deal with. For sure, and honestly, nine times out of ten, Adams makes that catch. Yeah. They they make that connection. Yeah, but yeah, connection. it was it was too far inside, and and Wouzier is he's got good hands, man. I actually think if I remember right, he's got like big hands. He's got like wide receiver Does hands. PFR have his hand size? They actually might. I they might. Know. I'm gonna guess. I'm gonna guess his is are over nine and a half. They don't. They do not. Okay. Anyways, regardless, so that's the Bengals portion of the show. 
Brian, you're taking over, man. Let's talk uh, and hype up the Rams. Yeah, you already said it. Um, I had mentioned how I wanted to find some Cam Akers, but then uh, as I got into them a little bit, I was like, if I don't show Cooper Cup's effect on a defense, and if I don't show the difference this team is playing, how different this team is playing with Odell, then I think I'm doing that a, a disservice. As good as Cam Akers has shown to be, even with his, his fumbling, which is concerning, you cannot turn the ball over against the Bengals. They will make you pay. That, at least that's what they're doing in the playoffs. Do not turn the ball over against them. Uh, but Cam Akers is good in his own right, but he's not doing what Odell is doing. And no one is doing, obviously, what Cooper Cup is doing. Right. Okay, where are we in this game? I don't remember. Uh, let's see. I sent you the screen. First grab. and 10 at the San Francisco 38. We're in the second second quarter. Yep, 229 left in the second quarter. Tie game. Niners, Rams. All right. So we actually got the all 22 to work for some of these plays. And honestly, a lot of Ryan's stuff. Or, oh, God, I'm a bitch. <laughs> Brian's stuff. Um, so let's give a look at this. We're going to look at the all 22 of this play that Brian wants to look at. There's and no audio for it. So do you want to talk over it or just let that oh, yeah, there go? It is. yeah. There's no audio. So, for yeah. So explain. Stuff. Explain. Yep. Okay. Uh, so this play, you guys probably remember from the championship game, uh, which is there was a, a deep shot to, I can never say his name, Skronik. Skronik. Yeah. Skronik. And he just flat out drops it, and 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 Stafford, in classic Stafford fashion, hands on the head, oh, just like oh god. And it made me think when I saw it live, I was like, how did he get so wide open? Because that shouldn't have happened, right? Like, because because the guy doesn't do anything but run run a straight nine. So, yeah, let let's play it, uh, and I'll kind of just narrate, yeah, right. dug it out. Whoa, what the hell? Oh, good old. This is the reason we've been using YouTube Game Pass. It's so bad. All right, now this is even the play. Does it make you start it over? Yeah, it's weird. Oh, that's dumb. Okay. I th- okay, here we go. Is it? Yeah. That, right? No, no that's not the play. 229? No, there it is. Okay, it's playing. Okay, cool. It says it's playing. All right, here we go. No, that is not it. That is not it. Okay. There we go. This is the play. 14 seconds. There we go. Okay. It's a three by one shotgun, 11 person, or uh, sorry, 11 personnel. <laughs> uh, 10 personnel, because I don't see any but, running back out No, it would be one, one personnel. Yeah. And. You get the one-on-one matchup with a cornerback, but there's a safety over top, and he completely overplays it. And when I watched it live in the regular feed, you obviously don't get the, the bird's eye. Right. And it's just like, whoa, all of a sudden you just see this Niner just, like, peel off from him. Like, literally, they're, like, they looks from the camera, and, like, they're side by side, like he's covering the guy, and then he just runs away for no reason at all. <laughs> there is a reason. 
and Troy Aikman pointed it out in the broadcast, it's Cooper Cup. Because Cooper Cup has been so dominant. This is the this is the NFC Championship game. He's literally been the MVP the entire season. 100%. He's not going to get it, but he is the MVP of the NFL this year with what he put together. I agree. Um, so the attention goes to him. So once you start seeing Cooper Cup start working, you know, one way or another, as a safety, you don't have any choice but to accidentally, not on purpose, have your eyes drawn to him. Is I this... think you almost have to. Yeah. If you don't, he's Stafford's going to take that shot anyways. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, nice shotgun, open, spread offense. Yeah, four two five from the from the Niners. Where's Chronic? Is that he is lined up at the bottom of the screen? That's oh, is it? Oh, very bottom. Yep. Okay. And Cooper Cup's lined up in this. Uh, he's a middle guy. Middle guy, right yep. there. Okay. Gotcha. And I believe that's Van Jefferson. That's lined up right there on the twelve. Hash. Yeah, it's yeah, it's got to be him. Yep. Okay. Oh, here we go. Okay, I guess the controls work decent enough. Yeah. Okay, so at snap, pause. Perfect. Okay. Uh, Matt, who is wide open between the 20 and 25-yard line right now? Uh, I believe that is Mr. Cooper Cup. That's Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup. So Cooper Cup uh, has run a kind of curl out route, and I think that the call probably is for Cup to be the primary but it's up to Stafford uh, reading the safeties to know what his cue is. Right. So once he sees Skronek, I can never say his name. I feel so bad. He's got a weird name. Uh, once he stride for stride for his man, then it's up to Stafford to decide whether or not he wants to take the shot to the end zone and take a – it's a 50-50. You know, you, you throw it to the back of the end zone. Either guy comes down with it and it's a touchdown or you throw it out of the back of the end zone. No harm, no foul. This is first down. They, this this was a, a goal call um, from McVeigh, which watching him call the play on the sidelines was really cool too, because like he's getting really fired up. I'm like, I think he's calling a you know he's he's calling a, a a shot here. He's like, let's go get this, and um, something you obviously do like you like to do it on first down every now and then to keep a defense on its toes. Yeah, so we got Cooper Cup wide open in the middle of the field, and that is what you should be. Uh, so I'm trying to figure out what the defensive call was. I think they're running cover three. Yeah. And I think that safety's ad-libbing. I think that's what happens here. That safety vacated his zone responsibilities because he knows this receiver out on the on the left side of the formation, he's all one-on-one, and he has a cornerback with him anyways. I can abandon my responsibilities of taking the top, and maybe I can now come down and help and support with Cup. Right. Or this is it, it, this is the call. Maybe they're playing this right. Maybe the call is to have a collab zone where you don't let Cup get past you. Tough to call. Um, but not normally a play that we would pick, which ends in a compl- incompletion. But I thought it was so cool, just the, the effect – of just a man existing, <laughs> literally just his existence is changing how a game is called and played. Right in the middle, of, in the middle of a play. Right, yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, he pulls back. Oh man. 
Oh, that's tough. He's yeah, that's it. That's a touchdown strike right there. Yep. He should have caught that. I mean, it's right in stride, but still, yeah, yeah. He, that dude peels right off. Number four, I think it looks like number four mm-hmm. from here. Yep. Cup. Oh shoot, cups open. Oh, <laughs> he literally gets like five yard separation just by this guy peeling out. Yeah. That's so, a tough break. So it's either cover three and the safety didn't take the over guy, over top guy, and the cornerback didn't take his underneath, or it was a cover two, but a disguised cover two, and the fact that that cornerback um, was carrying his guy to the proper depth, and then he did pass it off in the proper time. Right. So that's what a cover two responsibility would be, is that – I have to a certain depth, then I pass it off, and he knows no otherwise. You know what I mean? This is my job. So Bengals coaches, I'm sure you're listening to this podcast. Yeah. Um, Skronik, you, you don't have to cover him. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen him catch a touchdown. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I think it was tougher than that. He needs the challenge. Some guys just need the challenge and catches. I guess so. Nah, I'm just yes, kidding. and Stafford, you know, he, you can't sleep on uh, a play. If if you are slow to react or make a misstep, he will make you pay. Yeah. He's very cerebral. 100%. And they just have the offensive play design and the offensive weapons to do it. Yeah. Yeah, this is crazy. I've never seen – I don't know if I've ever seen that before. A safety just pulling off man, covering one-on-one coverage with another guy to, to pull off to, to respect another one. Yeah. I mean, good good way to just – I don't even know if the term is shell, but just to, to cover that, to make sure that – Cooper Cup doesn't get in the end zone, but again, mm-hmm. you just, yeah, you kind of blew it against Scrum. But you caught a lucky break. Caught a lucky break. A little so, lucky. All right. Our next play. Yeah, this is from the divisional. We're doing, is that around. the defensive one? That's the defensive one, though, right? Yeah, that's the defensive one. So you let's go to the Cardinals offense? one. Yeah, okay. let's stick the offense. Now we'll go all the way back to week 14. <laughs> Good so, times. So far back. All right, we are looking at an OBJ play. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, OBJ catch for 17 yards. Now, um, you know, I have since apologized to Mr. Earl Beckham Jr. about uh, a lot of things. What an important facet. If OBJ doesn't come to this team, if he doesn't, you know, if his dad's the MVP, uh, if, if he doesn't get cut from the <laughs> Browns mutually, and get signed by the Rams. Uh, I don't think we're talking about the Rams here. No, right? Because that that same exact like day, they had OBJ signed. Robert Woods went down. Mm-hmm. This team is terrifying if all three of those guys are on the field at the same time. But man, what a revival for OBJ! And people shat on him. Oh, that's, I shouldn't say that. That's mean. <laughs> He apparently he likes that. Uh, people sh- <laughs> apparently uh, people shat on him for not choosing Green Bay, right? Being what being wide receiver two to Devontae Adams, they they crapped all over him. Yeah, with an em- extra emphasis of the crap. Yeah, <laughs> and he chose the Rams, and he obviously chose wi- chose wisely. All right, he's going to his first Super Bowl, and you know it's 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 crazy to think. And I like the way that McVay slowly brought him into the offense. Right. It you wasn't can, this, like, okay, big workload, big workload. Uh, you're not getting it. Yeah. Yeah. 
Like, was, I remember that first week that he was active. He had, like, 1.4 fantasy points. He did. He had one and, – and three targets. He had three targets and one catch for literally, like, four yards or something silly, or seven yards, something dumb. And I do remember people going, oh, they don't trust him. It's like, no. McVay's offense, I'm sure, is not the easiest to just step into and pick up right away. And there's a lot of nuance. There's a lot of nuance to the, their route running because they run – a lot like what the uh, Patriots run, a lot of rub routes, a lot of a lot of combination routes, which is all about timing and right. and the right depth, and you need to know where each person is supposed to end up and what each person's responsibility is, and if you don't all work together, very similar to what defenses do on every play, the play can't work because you need to you need to get your guy open, and that's a good transition to this play. That's what this kind of is. All right. So uh, we are still on the all twenty-two. All right. So Brian, talk us through. Yeah, uh, this is very standard. Uh, Eleven personnel. You got the tight end lined up in the H back role on the left hand side. I believe that is Sonny Michelle lined up in the backfield. Well, no, maybe that's Henderson back. Week 14? Uh, it might be Michelle. Actually, I think Henderson was out at that time. Thir- so 30, 39 is Michelle? I can't see the number from Let here. me see. Um, 39? Yeah. Uh, Odell is your single wide receiver lined up at the bottom of the screen. Uh, and you have Cooper Cup out there. And that's, that's definitely not. No, it's a, there's a safety at 30, <laughs> number 39. What is Sony Michelle then? He's a 30 something. Let me see. Sony Michelle, 30, 36, 26 in New England. Yeah. He is currently. <laughs> Doesn't have a number. That's going to be hard to guard. <laughs> Good for him. Good for him. They found a cheat. Uh, he is number. What the? Oh, he's 25. Really? Yeah. He was twenty. Yeah, he was twenty six in uh, twenty six in New England, and he's twenty five with the Rams. Okay. Let me well, see what Henderson is because I know I first <laughs> Henderson is twenty seven. Mm. You tip the screen a little forward for me. There we go. Perfect. All right. Okay, uh, we can probably snap it right now. Okay. Did you get all that? Yeah, right. <laughs> Come on, Game Pass. You can you can cooperate for just a few minutes. All right, there it is. We got it working, I think. Okay, there we go. Okay. Ooh, Odell's the oh, the single wide receiver at the top of your screen. Yes. My apologies. Cooper Cup's at the bottom of the screen. This is just an out pattern. What's so impressive about an out pattern? Well, what's impressive about an out pattern is that they didn't have a receiver that could run like Odell that demands the respect that Odell does and feels confident enough that he can make a catch anywhere. And this is his fifth game, I believe. Okay. This is his fifth game with the Rams. And already you're seeing, because in this game, uh, Cooper Cup has 13 catches. He ends up with 13 catches, 130 yards, two touchdowns. Another day of the office. Yeah, form. and then Odell sneakily has seven for 80 and a touchdown. Right. 
So second, you know, second fiddle here uh, is actually probably making Cooper Cup's day happen. It's be, it's now the reverse. It is now, oh, look what Cooper Cup does for his fellow receivers, creating one on ones, getting a guy wide open in the end zone. No, 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 no. Because they have Odell Beckham, you can't afford to one hundred percent focus on Cooper Cup. Now, do look at the screen right now, and you have two guys that do have their eyes on Cup. You have the guy on the hashes looking inside, his eyes on him, and you have the your safety backing off, taking the top. But what don't you see on the other side is, yeah, you have two guys on him, but here they, that first defender already let Odell get by. They're not letting Cooper Cup get by them. They're bracketing him, but they're letting Odell get his space. The reason being is you can't bracket everybody. It's literally not possible, and it's not smart football. You're just asking to get absolutely torched. Sorry, Dennis Allen just got hired as the head coach of the Saints. Who's that? Their defensive coordinator. Oh. Good for him. Good for him. Yeah. So, in this play, it's all about Odell's ability to create the same respect that a guy like Cooper or a guy like Cooper Cup but also like Robert Woods was doing you know Robert Woods around the league I'm I'm sure you know fantasy players know him as old reliable that's what everyone's always if you draft Robert Woods you always knew like oh great I got my number two I'm set like that that dude's rock solid Odell can take the top off Odell can be the difference maker and it wouldn't surprise me if this game that the Bengals just say, screw it, we're not going to let Cooper Cup beat us. <laughs> if Odell ends up having the game, then so be it. And that's the magic of the, what the Rams have, much like the Bengals, right? Where, yeah, sure, you can you can cover Jamar Chase, but you got to worry about these other guys. you yeah. got to worry about your Van Jeffersons and your Odell Beckhams and mm-hmm. – and I mean, I guess everything else in the mix. So yeah, and it's unique that in with the Rams too that of of the existence of Cooper Cup and how they are they utilize him properly. Which is okay. This play he was lined up as the X on the outside, but the next play he's probably lined up in the slot because that's what primarily his role is is the slot receiver, and it's where he had the most catches. Most of his catches came out of the slot this year, right? All right, there it is. Ball snapped. Nice uh, play action, and bam! Odell's got the inside, uh, the inside of a cornerback, and I believe that might be a safety. I'm guessing that's a safety mm-hmm. um, covering him. So, yeah, real nice route. And yeah, it's definitely bracketed, not man, you know, man coverage, and yeah, easy peasy for Matthew Stafford and company. Yep. Uh, all right, and then our final play, we're looking at defense. Yeah, now now we're going back to the. Was this the this, this is, is the, the NFC? Yeah, this is the yeah NFC divisional round. Um, Bucks trying to rally a bit of a comeback here, mm-hmm. and um, we get an INT. Tom Brady trying to hit Rob Gronkowski, and uh, in the end zone, it gets picked off. So. What do you like about this play for the Rams? Oh no, it's on the end zone. Excuse me, they're backed up into their own uh, their own end zone. Yeah, but um, what do you like about this play? Why'd you choose it? 
Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald affects plays better than anyone else in the NFL. It's not, and obviously this is some low-hanging fruit. Guy's been a three-time defensive MVP, you know, their player of the year uh, recipient. You see it every week. Uh, in this game, they kept using. I rem- you watched this game with me at my house, and I kept saying it's not even cool what they're doing right now because they kept lining Aaron Donald up on the left hand side of the defense over the right tackle and the right guard, and they were down to their literally their reserves. They had no other linemen they could put into the lineup to play offensive line on the right side for the Buccaneers. Right, they had lost. They had gone in Werf's without got hurt. Werf was didn't play the whole game. I think he started. No, he started. He got. I thought he, he was, was scratched for that. I one. thought he played hurt. I thought he did. He and got hurt in the Eagles finish. game. I think he came. He he. They're like, okay, we're gonna give it a shot. I think he he got bounced out pretty early. Yeah. He just could not could not put any weight on his uh, on his ankle. And then the backup got hurt. So yes. the backup to the backup had to come in. And then the Rams so crappy, so sh- shitty of them, but also. Can't blame them. They're like, yeah, we'll just line up Aaron Donald over top and just let him wreck house. But this time he's actually lined up is in his normal position. Uh, they are in a uh, four-man front. It is a four-two-five nickel, and you got your uh, eleven personnel that Brady loves so much uh, for the Buccaneers. And Aaron Donald is going to single-handedly force. Tom Brady to make a ridiculously bad decision. All right. So let's uh, give it a watch. And uh, Brian, you narrate. Yep. Donald's lined up on the right hash. Watch him push this pocket. Oh, oh yeah. Bam. Mm-hmm. In stride. Yep. Those are dangerous. <laughs> In stride. So Donald, that's Donald right there, right? That's either Donald or the next guy's Donald. But the pressure comes right there by by Donald. It's it's him affecting the pocket. It's it, okay, you're gonna, I like how they're putting three people over there. I know. Too. And watch. The, so the edge going to loop around here, but without Aaron Donald, none of that happens. Right. Aaron Donald's job always is uh, occupy offensive linemen, uh, create penetration, and then worst comes to worst. Don't let the the guys get leak out behind you. Right. Yeah. Crazy. Donald is a force. Mm-hmm. Here he comes. Yeah. Here he comes. That's definitely three guys to push him off. That's insane. <laughs> and honestly, it's not a bad throw by Brady. I mean, miss uh, just I I would say it's more so well covered on the part of uh, um, our Rams defender. Mm-hmm. I think it's a decently placed ball. Looks like I mean, maybe he under he gets he um, underthrows Gronk a little bit. He doesn't get to follow through like he would want to. Correct, because that pocket's collapsing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he underthrew a little bit. Um, and they could also probably cheat the coverage a little bit, knowing where Brady was on the field. Right. All right. So let's watch it one more time. If if it lets us. There we go. Brady loves his pocket, and yeah, it's just the Rams' front line made it uncomfortable. This is the this is the importance of that front that front line. We talked about it during the first play. You know, if the Rams if if the Rams' defensive front 
can make things uncomfortable for Joe Burrow, the secondary has a chance. But if they don't, if that Bengals offensive line somehow miraculously holds up, Joe Burrow is going to torch them all day. Yeah. The same thing, you know. But this is this is what you have to do. You have to collapse that pocket. I mean, Joe Joe Burrow is Joe Cool, right? He's we've seen him take nine sacks in a playoff game and still, you know, end up win the game. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. But it, the pressure has to be constant. This is a it's a it's a severe mismatch offensive line the the Bengals offensive line of the the Rams defensive line severe mismatch, and it it, sh- it 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 could make things a lot easier for them. So. But all right, I think that's it. Is there anything you want to add to this one? No, no. But I do think that was kind of like in a lot of ways a game clinching play, just because yes, the the Bucks are making a comeback, but you just can't make up that ground, right? When you turn the ball over like that and you hand them a ball basically in field goal range, that's a that's a that's as bad as you can do your defense. Yes, to ask them to come out in the field after that and go. Sorry guys, stop them. <laughs> like you, good luck. You, you gave them three points already. If we d- hold them to that, it's a win, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. So but Burrow's gonna have to be patient. I think that's the biggest thing for Joey B. Don't let the moment too big, too be, be too big, which seems like he can handle, and just keep taking what the defense gives you, because eventually they're gonna mess up. Because there's only so much you can keep doing with those wide receivers. Right. And we, we've seen that with them through this playoff run, I feel, uh, is for Joey B and the Bengals, is that to, to be patient, right? They were getting waxed by KC in the championship game. They were kicking field goals when I was screaming at the TV. You and your wife, you can't lose. do it. You and Chrissy were like, you yeah. can't, you got to score touchdowns. Yeah. And you were right. The Titans were rocking. It was not pretty. I mean, it was evenly. I think the score was even the yeah. first part of the Titans game, but they could not get anything going. The Bengals are a really, really good second half team. So they, if they can withstand the storm in the first half, they, there's they, they'll be all right. Yeah, I don't know where they got this confidence from, but it's it's you know the big D in the locker room kind of vibe, man. Yeah, you know, just strolling around. Buck ass naked, just knowing <laughs> you got an iguana and they they nobody else touching you because uh, you're the man on campus. No, that, that's all dumb. Don't cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> no, but all right, everybody, that is it for our uh, our Super Bowl film room preview. All right, it's gonna be a good one. A lot of fun. Uh, two quarterbacks that are very likable. I feel uh, two teams that are very likable. Uh, coaches, uh, a lot of just per- personnel. This is the first Super Bowl that I don't want to. Uh, there's like that I want to see both teams win, right? Like the last couple of years, I was like, oh, maybe with the accession of Casey and San Fran, but there was a lot of Super Bowls where I'm just like, I really hope this team loses. Yeah, I really hope that. Like, yeah, there was one team I wanted to win, and you know it. This is the first year where I'm like, okay. And I think that makes for a good Super Bowl. I talked about it on the other show. You know, I know there's, uh, you know, through a lot of NFL history, there's, you know, there's these incredible dynasty runs, right? The the 2000s and 2010s have been a lot of Patriots appearances. Uh, the 90s were a lot of Cowboys. 80s were 49ers. 70s, Steelers, Cowboys. Uh, you know, it's always really nice when you get a break from those dynasty S teams, those consistently good teams. It's a nice refresh, yeah. I think, for the Na- for the National Football League as a whole. All right, because this is Casey. You know, Casey's been to the last two 
Super Bowls, previous two Super Bowls. It's just nice to get some different teams in the mix, and it keeps the Super Bowl fresh. And I know it's not pro wrestling where you can plan on this stuff happening, but it, it just as a fan of the sport, it is really nice to not have, you know, to have a a new two new teams in the Super Bowl. And I know the Rams were there, just there a couple years ago, but um, but yeah, so. That is it, everybody. Thank you so much. Uh, so much more Two Point Conversation podcast to uh, go. Thank you so much for your, um, you know, the listenership and support of our show uh, over the course of the season. All right. And, you know, we have plenty of off-season fun for you. Retro Fantasy League game, uh, trivia night, all that trivia game, all that stuff. Uh, we are going to stay very, very busy. Also, next season, uh, we have, I have decided that our show is going to go seven days a week. So, um, we're going to keep retro fantasy game going all year long. That's going to be our Sunday episode. Fantasy will be back for Saturdays. We're going to stay busy, uh, next season. And, um, yeah, because nobody else is doing it seven days a week. So why not us? Why not us? Why not us? So thank you so much. And on behalf of Brian and I, till next time, the two point conversation is good. Yeah, it's fine.